Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Focusing on peace versus the sword. What is it? Well, we know it's born in the city of David, Christ the Lord. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. But that's in the millennial. But until then, wars and desolations are determined, and that determined will be poured out upon the desolate. The work of the ministry is where the body of Christ will be hated of all nations for Jesus, his name's sake. We must know and discern the difference. In Matthew 10, as well as the Gospel of Luke in the 12th chapter, tells us a very valid truth that we must comprehend and receive in order to know the work of the ministry. Quoting Matthew 10 and Jesus speaking in verse 32, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Then he makes a very profound statement. Now we know <clears throat> that Jesus, in the days of his flesh, the law, Moses' law, give us an Exodus 20, there has to be fulfilled. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Knowing this, that the princes of this world think that they have won. The devils think they have won the battle when Jesus was crucified on the cross. They did not understand, for if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, who was manifest in the flesh, the servant is God, the man is God. And we see that in Isaiah 43.10. <clears throat> now, assuming that we are far enough along that we know that the Son of God is the Father revealed, and that he's fulfilling his own law by taking on a body of flesh and blood. He is first and foremost the Spirit of God, who adds to himself the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men coming under the law to fulfill the law and redeem us that were under the law. Now, with that statement, he said, if you deny me, that is, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, I'll deny you before the Father, because we're in Christ Jesus, and it's through him, by him, and in him that we receive salvation, deliverance from sin, justification by faith, and that by grace, through faith, are we saved, not of works, lest anyone, any man should boast. <clears throat> Listen to the profound statement. After this, Jesus said, think not, this is uh, Matthew 10, verse 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. I come not to send peace, but a sword. Well, someone said that's contradictory because peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Yet, in the final consummation of all things, the kingdom age, it will be peace on earth goodwill toward men. Jesus, the Savior, is come. But he goes on and explains what this means. A sword. The sword is judgment. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. Jesus goes on and expounds and says, For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be those of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He gives the bottom line here. And he that taketh not his cross and follow after me, is not worthy of me. He goes on and expounds even more. He that, he that findeth his life shall lose it. 
he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. And he goes on, he that receiveth you receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. The sword. Well, what is this? What is the sword? It's of judgment and all God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. And as we look and determine the sword, Luke tells us the very same thing in the gospel according to Luke, the beloved physician, and says in Luke 12, verse 51, Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth? I tell you, nay, but rather division. So we see the sword is going to be a division. It's a two-edged sword, the word of God. And the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, rightly dividing asunder of soul from spirit. Only the word of God can do that. From henceforth, and he tells, there shall be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, the son against the father, the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Well, we need to know the sword. Now in Jeremiah 8, when we look at the sword, it's the judgment. All God's ways are perfect. He's righteous. And all God's ways are judgment. Everything we do in our conversation and that in our word is judged by God. Everything is. All God's ways are judgment. So take heed. Take heed how you hear. For the same measure you meet with all shall be measured to you again. And you'll have the more. And that requires obedience. Not just hearing the word of God, but a doer of the word. And that's why you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you. But he that hath not, he hears the word of God, but does not do it, does not obey it. It'll be taken away, even that which he has. He's come, maybe, and began a good race. He become a born-again Christian. Born of the water and the spirit. Newborn babe. He desired and sincere. Milk of the word to grow thereby. Then, even come the little children. You've known the father. 1 John 2, 12 through 14. Even as far as young men. I run to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. But still, there's a growth process to fathers. The full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ into a perfect man. Growing up in him in all things, all truth, so that we're not tossed to and fro by everyone to doctrine. And so much the more when we say a day approaching, we must have the sealing of God in Revelation 7, the servants of God in their forehead. And that is not natural Israel. It's not the nation Israel. It's the church of the living God called by his name. Jesus states many things there in Matthew 10. When we take a look at it, it is very radical about the things that Jesus said that we're coming into and the hate, the abhorring of nations against the body of Christ, the church. So much that he says, Beware, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be you therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We've heard that many times. But beware of men. See she from men whose breath is in his nostrils. And there will be many that will cleave to us in the last days with flatteries. And by peace shall destroy many. That is Baal. Jezebel, the prophetess, calls herself a prophetess, seducing the, the saints of God, the servants of God. And uh, through her adulterous, ideologies, and faith belief system of peace. Saying peace where there is no peace. Jeremiah 4 put it this way. Lord, it is as, as if you have deceived this people, saying peace. And behold, the sword reaches unto the soul. Jesus said, I didn't come for that peace. 
I came for the sword. We need to understand what the sword is. And we know there's division there because the sword is division. Luke 12 tells us that. It's the house divided. And it's through the word of God. Beware of men, he said in Luke 12, verse 17, for they will deliver you up to the councils. They shall scourge you in their synagogues and their churches. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake. That's not national, national Israel, the nation Israel. That's the church of the living God for the name of Jesus. For a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought what you shall speak, for it is given you in the same hour what you shall speak, for it is not you that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. That's the oracles of God. The sword there is where it will be a division in the whole earth with the body of Christ will be hated of all nations for the name of Jesus, so it's called by his name. When we see Jeremiah 8 chapter about the time that we're living in, the last of the last days, according to the oath of the tribes in Habakkuk, we see that in Genesis 49 and Deuteronomy 32 and 33 in the Song of Moses, the Shurkadashah. And it is what we, the body of Christ, will go through. He's warning us. John 16. I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. The time will come. They will put you out of the synagogues, the churches. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service because they have not known the Father nor me. They don't have the revelation of Jesus Christ. They do not understand that Jesus, the man, first and foremost, is the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, Elohim that he is God. We see in Jeremiah 8, he talks about a time and a season that we're living in now. Ecclesiastes, the Koalith, and Ecclesiastes, the third chapter says that God hath put the spirit of the world in their heart that they would not know nor consider the work of God from the beginning to the ending. Why? Because their heart wasn't right toward God. Therefore, their hearts deceitfully wicked above all things, because they have not circumcised the heart in the spirit to serve God. They have not sought the will of God. They have not sought that revelation of Jesus. In the time that we're living in, it says, Yea, the stork in heaven knows her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people... No, not the judgment of the Lord. And he goes on talking about the wisdom of the world. Now, as we see in Jeremiah, how do you say we are wise? And the law of the Lord is with us. Lo, certainly in vain made it, and the pen of the scribes is in vain. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. What? At the judgment of God laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet, it has surprised the hypocrite. They don't understand the work of God, the work of the ministry. They're not prepared. They don't have oil in their lamp. There are ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. The five wise virgins have oil in their lamp. The Holy Ghost is the fire of the oil in the lamp is the truth of the word in the proceeding word of God. That man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Present truth. But the others, though they have oil in the lamp, but not in present truth, they do not have enough oil in their lamp. When it says, go you out to meet, behold, the bridegroom cometh, the five wise virgins go in with the Lord and shut to the door as it was in the days of Noah. Noah prepared the ark to the saving of their souls, and that righteous man and his actions condemned the world by faith. And seven days there, after God had shut the door, the Lord shut the door to the ark, 300 cubits long, 
30 cubits high, 50 cubits wide, which is the the numbers of the numerics of the man-child birth in Revelation 12, the king priesthood. 30 cubits high, 30 is the number of blood. 30 is the number of the high priest at 30 years of age. That's the reason we see Ezekiel in Ezekiel 1 in the 30th year of Ezekiel, son of Buzi. That is the high priest. He saw visions of God. The heavens is open to him. The same way that Jesus, being age 30, began his ministry. Baptized of John in Jordan, not to wash away his sins, but to fulfill all righteousness, and the heavens were opened. There, the body of Christ will have the heavens opened in the last days in the latter reign unto the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. It'll be the last great reign of God's strength. During this time will be a time of judgment. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. And he talks about that my people know not the judgment of the Lord. We find it's division. And he goes on and says that the prophet has an inconsolable grief during this time. They followed their heart. They're prophets of Baal, prophets of peace. Same peace when there is no peace. God will feed them wormwood because they prophesy out of their own heart. It's a very serious thing. The general flow will be peace. But by flatteries, and it shall destroy many. We see that in the book of Daniel. When we consider the work of the ministry, the work of God in the last days, that's a strange work. Bring to pass his act, a strange act. This overflowing scourge, this chasing rod of God, this judgment of God laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet, has surprised the hypocrite. He thought he was right. He thought God was altogether one with him and that he was right with God. But God said, in that day I'll rise up and I will reprove you. God said that when the prophets were ashamed and they prophesied of their own heart, were they ashamed? They've healed the heart. They've healed the hurt of the daughter of my people. Slightly saying peace, peace when there is no peace. In the last days, they will literally destroy many by peace, saying peace when there is no peace. That's what you hear throughout the church world today and the current church throughout the world. But those that do know their God will understand judgment, understanding the work, understanding the chastening rod of God that we're appointed to the rod and the staff to beat out the coming and the appointed barley. The church, bread corners bruised. We're the body of Christ, we will be. We're not going to taste of the wrath of God. We're not appointed to wrath. But we will go through great tribulation, which is the wrath of Satan, not the wrath of God. And he goes on and says, were they ashamed, all these false prophets and ones that were deceived, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination, speaking the wrong things, not truth out of their own heart? Nay, they were not all ashamed, not at all. Neither could they blush. Therefore shall they fall among them that fall. In the time of their visitation, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Not all that saying going to heaven are going to heaven. He goes on and says, God said, I will utterly consume them. We find that in Hebrews 12. The Lord hath promised, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven, all that can be shaken, may be removed. That's of things that are made. God's going to separate the chaff from the wheat, and the chaff will be burned. That all that cannot be shaken may remain. Everything that is man-made will be removed. Man-made doctrine, man-made denominations. 
all that are not in the preceding present truth of the word of God will be removed. That all that cannot be shaken may remain. That's the remnant of our seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus, the church in the measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man, unto perfection. Think then that we have a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. This is the consummation and God said, I will consume them. There shall be no grapes on the vine, nor figs on the fig tree, and the leaf shall fade, and the things that I have given them shall pass away from them. They thought they had it, all the fruit, and it will be gone. And he goes on and says, When I would comfort myself against sorrow, my heart is faint within me. Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people, because of them that dwell in a far company, and a country, and that country is out of the north. For out of the north a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land, not national Israel. Surely they do hate national Israel. The nation of Israel is hated because it's God's people. But also those that are called by my name, the church of the living God, who will be hated of all nations. Matthew 24, Mark, 10, Mark 13, Luke 21. We see it in Matthew 10, the division, the hate, the divisions of the house, the sword, not peace, but a sword. God said it. Jesus stated it, showed us beforehand that we should not be offended, that this time of trouble was coming and is upon us now. We've seen great division. People hate the, the, the body of Christ. They hate Christianity. And Why? It's a natural hated hatred of the law of sin and death that abides in them. They are uncircumcised. They do not know the truth. When we look at Jeremiah 9, he goes on and talks about this great division of a household divided with a sword. We see that in Revelation 6 in that red horse rider. I saw a red horse and he was set upon him. And a sword was given to him to take peace from the earth. That's what Jesus stated. And the word is what divides. The word divides, and that's the reason why the Revelation 6, 1, one of the four beasts said, come and see. And it was a white horse, and he that sat on him was given a crown and a bow that bows a toxon. It's an ornamental bow that you give to the victor after the battle. But Jesus gives it to us, the body of Christ, before the battle even starts, the victory is given to us. And a crown, a Stephanos, was given to us, the victor's crown. However, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. The very next thing, it turns from white to a red horse. And what is that? The word goes forth, and it sows division. Some people receive it, some do not. Some believe it, others do not. They are the wheat that believe and the chaff that do not. They grow together. But there's a time that God's going to separate and destroy the chaff, burn it, and the wheat will be gathered into his barn, into the garner. This is where we are now. The judgment of God being set to the line and righteousness to the plummet. For God to do his work is strange work, and it's a work not of peace, but of a sword of judgment. But my people doth not know judgment. As we see in Jeremiah 9, as we read the chapter, look at the division. And you have a minute, I'll read it to you. <laughs> oh, that my head were waters, and my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Now, the church of the living God is certainly here because of Jerusalem which is above is the mother of us all, the church of the living God. Oh, that I had in the wilderness a lodging place of wayfaring men, that I might leave my people and go from them, for they are all adulterers. Watch how bad and in error the body here is in the people of God that have followed the kind of divine fables, 
they have followed the Jezebel and the wine of her wrath, having seduced nations, and for they are all adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men. They bend their tongues like their bow for lies. Used to, let's just say 20 years ago, a man could leave his house unlocked, wouldn't have to lock the front doors. A car wouldn't have to be locked when you went to town. Nobody was going to steal it. Now, we better have locked doors. We better have surveillance systems at the homes because of the treachery in the land. Iniquity, lawlessness, doing that of the flesh and spurning the laws of God. But they are not valiant for truth upon the earth. They don't love the truth. For they proceed from evil to evil, evil men and seducers, waxing worse and worse. And they know not me, saith the Lord. And it said, Take heed, take ye heed every one of his neighbor. Watch that neighbor. And trust you not in any brother. We're talking about perils of brethren, just as Paul stated within the church. For every brother will utterly supplant, lie, and every neighbor will walk with slanders, slander you, lie about you, bearing false witness. You have a ministry for Jesus, you will certainly go through that. We've had our uh, time of false brethren, lie, cheat, and stole, and slandered so, so ridiculously that it was, it was absolutely ludicrous that they could absolutely think that God would be for them with the lies that are told. But God said it would. He said that because they know not God. But they come in the name of Jesus and deceive many. They will deceive everyone his neighbor and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies and worry themselves to commit iniquity, lawlessness. And because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. It's happening now. Thine inhabitants in the midst of thee is deceit. Through deceit they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. Therefore, watch what God said he'll do in judgment. This is the sword. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, behold, I will melt them. That's a consuming fire. And try them, for how shall I do for the daughter of my people? Judgment first begins at the house of God, not the nation of Israel, the house of God. Their tongue is an, is an arrow that is shot out. It speaks deceit. One speaketh peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in heart he lays in wait, trying to overthrow. Shall I not visit them for these things? saith the Lord. Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? For the mountains will I take up a weeping and wailing, or the inhabitations of the wilderness a lamentation, because they are burned up so that none can pass through them. Neither can man hear the voice of the cattle. Both the fowl of the heavens and the beast are fled. They are gone. Why? I will make Jerusalem heaps and a den of dragons, and I will make the cities of Judah desolate without an inhabitant. Somebody said, but that's just natural Israel. No, it's the church of the living God, the daughter of my people. Who is wise, who is a wise man that they may understand this? Who is he to whom the mouth of the Lord has spoken that he may declare it? For what the land perish and is burned up like a wilderness that none passes through. 
And the Lord said, because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them and have not obeyed my voice, neither walk therein. We're not talking about the law of Moses. We're talking about the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. To the law and to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. They have denied the voice of the Lord. The seven thunders are their voices. John was about to write, write it not. Where were we getting it? Out of the Biblia Ridian, the little book that's in the angel's hand and the right hand of him that sits upon the throne. There is a little book and that little book sealed with seven seals, which is the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is not Pentecost. It's tabernacles, a different season. What's God going to do? Well, we find the trumpet judgments, which is the ministry voice of Jesus, the trumpet. How long will you make me hear the sound of the trumpet? Revelation 8, trumpets, along with the prayers of the saints, fire cast down into the earth, the Holy Ghost, consummation of all things in a consuming fire that God said he would do, not peace, but a sword, and says, They've walked after the imagination of their own heart. They thought it was God. They thought God is love. The Lord will not do these things because he's got love. Not realizing that when you have breached the wall and you've tore it down, a serpent will bite you and a bear will meet you. And after Balaam, peace, which their fathers taught them. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of host the God of Israel, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood. And there's a star falls from heaven. Falls into the sea, and all that had life in there died, which is called wormwood. Bitterness. And give them water of gall to drink. Try to give it Jesus on the cross. He spit it out. He'll have nothing to do with it. What is this? Is this peace? No. I will scatter them also among the heathen, whom neither they nor their fathers have known, and I will send a sword after them. There's the sword. Jesus said, I come to send a sword on the earth, not peace. Baal says peace when there is no peace. The daughter, Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, prophesies the same. Peace when there is no peace. Cleave to them with flatteries. See she for man whose breath is in his nostrils. Watch those and discern them according to their fruits. Galatians 5.22, watch for those fruits. Not the word that they speak. They speak the word of God, but they will not obey it. They draw to me. God said they draw close to me with their lips, but their hearts far from me. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you? They do not bring forth love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance. Against this, there is no law. They don't bring that. Why? Because they love deceit. They're hired harlings. They come in the name of the Lord. They, They have a right to walk on people and a political view in the religious arena to rule over the people of God and make them serve with bondage, making them servants in servitude to their law, not the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. They rule the body of Christ. It's a doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Nico to rule over laitans, a laity. They love this doctrine of Balaam. Peace when there is no peace. God said it. We're going to hear that in the judgment of God that he will destroy all the hired harlings. They will flee from the sheep. They have shared them, but they have not fed them. This is the work of God. They've forsaken the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. They will not obey the voice of the Lord Jesus. They become overcomers. They will not do the will of God. When we find that There is a consuming fire. It's a consumption decreed upon all the inhabitants of the land. 
All God's ways are judgment. It says there in Isaiah, when the 33rd chapter, verse 14, and it says, the sinners in, the sinners in Zion, supposed to be in the church, are afraid. Fearfulness has surprised the hypocrite. This is overflowing scourge in Isaiah 28 that surprised the hypocrite. They had no idea that God was going to judge all things and all works that we have done. And it says, it surprised the hypocrite. Who among us shall dwell with the consuming fire? Our God is a consuming fire. He told us, Paul speaking in Hebrews 12, that he will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. He shook the earth in the exodus of Israel from Egypt. And on Sinai came down upon the mountain, and it literally burned with fire. And the voice of God as a trumpet seemed louder and became louder and louder. And all heard the voice of God. And they feared. Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But what God does in this last day is what he's doing now. Gathering his body together into one body, not a denomination, not through heresies or denominations or sect, but through the church of the living God, to the unity of the faith, which he is fitly framing together and compacting it, sealing it through the measure of every part, of which ever joint supplies to the edifying of itself and left through the supply of the Spirit. He's doing it now. Who's going to be able to walk with that? Who's going to be able to walk in that consuming fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? Our God is a consuming fire. Isaiah tells us, Isaiah 33, verse 15, He that walketh righteously and speaks uprightly. He that is, he that despises the gain of oppression, that shakes his hand from the holding of bribes, that stops his ears from the hearing of blood, and shuts his eyes from seeing evil. This man shall dwell on high, his place of defense shall be the munitions of rock. Bread shall be given him. His waters shall be sure. The bread and the waters of life. That's the truth in the Holy Ghost and the bread is the body of Jesus. We'll see that is the way of holiness. That requires obedience unto righteousness unto holiness as we see in Romans 6. Grace reigns through righteousness. But righteousness has to be obeyed through the leading of the Holy Ghost in the voice of the Lord Jesus, saying, here's the truth, walk you in it. We have to obey. Whosoever we yield our members of service to obey, him are the servants to whom we are, to whom we obey. Whether of sin unto death, being that of a mind that will not obey God, because of that, because of the cross, we do not want to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. We believe the lie that we can have the world and Jesus too, that he wants us to be blessed with all the earthly treasures and not the treasures that are in Christ. For except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. And even picks the Lord Jesus over his own household. To be carnally minded is to have the Holy Ghost and not obey it. It's not a natural mind. It's a carnal mind. Even though he has a Holy Ghost, he makes the Lord Christ, Christ in you the hope of glory, serve with his sin. And he quenches the Spirit of God. That person will bring forth sin unto death because of disobedience, which is the sin of witchcraft are of obedience under righteousness. The choice is ours. Do you want to follow peace, wormwood, be destroyed of God? Or do we want to take the cross, 
and crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust, doing the will of God, not the will of our own flesh. The sword is in the land today. The sword of the Lord. It's sharp and sore for the slaughter. Now that's hard for some to believe, I understand. Only the righteous, only those that are in God will understand this truth. It seems that if a God of love, that this would never happen. The Lord would not judge his people. But that's the whole work. For judgment must first begin at the house of God. And the righteous scarcely be saved. And if that happens, then where shall the end of the ungodly and the sinner appear? If it first begins at us. When we see in Ezekiel 13, and we're also going to see it in Ezekiel 21. Notice what he says about the prophets. Very important that we understand what the Lord is doing. I'm reading to you in Ezekiel 13 about the prophets. That is hatred in the house of his God, speaking out of his own presumptuous heart. And many, the primary motive is peace. You'll have peace. You'll be pre-tribulation raptured. You won't go through the fire. You will not go through the refining fire and come forth at fuller soap unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto perfection. They'll tell you that'll happen in the sweet by and by, but not now. Well, the Lord is coming back for a church without spot, without blemish, that's made herself ready, not in the sweet by and by. The Holy Ghost is given to us to lead us and guide us there before the second advent. That's the reason why he said, Behold, remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord God, not in the sweet by and by. He'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers. Perfection. Unless I come and smite the earth with a curse. God stated that. He stated in Malachi 4. We see in Ezekiel 13 about the prophets. The general worldly prophets of peace. That will destroy many. And we said in Ezekiel 13, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel, that prophesy and say unto them that prophesy that out of their own hearts. Presumptuous. Hear ye the word of the Lord. They're prophesying peace. You're going to have houses, lands, and cars, pre-tribulation rapture. You're not going through the fire. All of these eras against the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, against his word, against the sword. Notice that in. Genesis 3.24, after the fall, that God set at the east end of the garden of God, cherubim, capital C, and a flaming sword that turns every which way to keep the way of the tree of life, to keep the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, to keep the way of the tree of life. And that cherubim, capital C, is the four faces of Jesus, cherubim. And the cherubim, capital C, Jesus, and God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Well, what are the four faces? Well, that's the reason we have four gospels. Now, the gospel of Matthew is the lion of the tribe of Judah. There's the lion, the face of a lion. Well, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Well, there's the lion. We see that in the gospel of Matthew. The gospel according to Mark, John Mark. Well, there's the perfect man as the face of a man. Then the gospel according to Luke, the beloved physician. Then we have the suffering servant, the ox, the face of an ox. And then John, the gospel according to John, we have the face of an eagle, lion, man, ox, and eagle. The cherubim, but it's not just the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every which way. We know the word of God is a two-edged sword 
right? Dividing, dividing the soul from the spirit. Only the word of God can do that. And that's exactly what the sword of judgment is. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. It has surprised the hypocrite. It's the work of God in everything and every word comes into judgment of God. So take heed how we hear. The same measure we meet with all shall be measured to us again. To him that hath shall be given. He'll have the more. He grows up into Jesus, growing from glory to glory, from faith to faith, until the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. But him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he had. He loses all. With Jesus, it's all or nothing. What about these prophets? Well, he said, you prophesied out of your own spirit. Verse 3. Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit. What they think and deem is God out of their own conscience. Out of their own spirit. And have seen nothing. Exclamation mark. They've seen nothing. (laughs) It's their own idea, ideology, what they believe, what spirit they feel. And it's not God. It's not the voice of God. And they're God's many and Lord's many, and there's so many seducing spirits. And many false prophets are entered into the world. We have to try the spirits. God said, O Israel, thy prophets are like the foxes in the desert. National Israel as well as the spiritual Israel, the church of the living God. What are these prophets? You have not gone up into the gaps, neither made up the hedge for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. They don't know the battle. They do not know that the Lord God will try all heart. And according to their works, he will judge them according to our works. Notice, how did they seduce the people of God? Well, Daniel tells us, by peace he shall destroy many. Ezekiel says the same thing. Take a look. He says uh, that, verse 10, Behold, because, even because they have seduced my people, saying, Peace. And there was no peace. And one built up a wall, and lo, others daubed it with untempered mortar. Not tempered mortar that's been through the fire. The wall of salvation being built through the Holy Ghost, through the sufferings, tribulation, worketh patience, patience worketh experience, and experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Hadn't been through the fire. They don't want the fire. They go the land of peace, saying peace, and build the wall of salvation with untempered mortar that has not gone through the fire of God, the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost fire, which will reprove and correct us to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. It's undoubted with untempered mortar. What will God do? We'll say, well, I'll let it go because you've served me in tongue, but not indeed and in truth. I, that's okay. I'll let you in know. He says, therefore, thus saith the Lord, I will rend it. I will tear down this wall with a stormy wind in my fury. And there shall be an overflowing shower in mine anger and great hailstones in my fury to consume it. That's a consuming fire. That's hail, fire, and brimstone. Somebody said, we don't preach that anymore. Well, it's the word of God. <laughs> so will I break down the wall that you have daubed with untempered mortar, the wall of salvation that you've done without fire of the Holy Ghost through your own spirit. Not listening to the voice of God. God said, I'll bring it down to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered and it shall fall and you shall be consumed in the midst thereof and you shall know that I am the Lord when he does this. And all through the judgments, all through the book of Ezekiel, when the Lord God does these judgments, and you shall know that I, Jesus, am the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. There will only be one God, and his name one. 
and all the judgments of God are to reveal one thing, that Jesus Christ, the man, is God Almighty, the Father of glory, revealed. The revealed name of God is Jesus. The blood name of God is Jesus. The salvation name of God is Jesus. There is no other God except Jesus Christ. And we will know it in that day. Until then, man will seek out their own way. They will build up their own walls of salvation, saying this is it. Just say the sinner's prayer. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. You're saved. Not telling them about the cross, the fire of God, the wall that you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God that worketh in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure. That you obey the voice of God through reproof, rebuke, and correction. That he burns up all the dross and brings you forth as a vessel of meat for the master's use unto the measure of the statue of Jesus. Read you one more in Ezekiel 21, what God said and Ezekiel said about these prophets, like the foxes in the desert. Take a look at it. Have not gone up the head and made up the, that gap for the children of people, but he talks about this sword. As we talk about this sword in Ezekiel 21, the true prophets of God know this sword, the sword of judgment that there's a fire and consuming fire, the judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet, and it will burn up all the draws, all the uh, chaff will be burned up, the hypocrites will be destroyed by it. They are astonished at it, don't know anything about it. It surprised them, Isaiah 28 says. The consuming fire will overflow in righteousness. For all that's left in the land will know God from the least of the greatest. For the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. God said it. Well, what's this sword? What is this sword doing? Who's it against? Is it against the wicked, against the righteous, against all of us? Or does it begin at the house of God and then goes all the way through the earth? Well, Jeremiah said it did. He starts with judgment there at Jerusalem, at the house of God, and goes through all the nations. And finally, Babylon is destroyed, Jeremiah 52. We look at Ezekiel, Ezekiel 21. Let's take a look at the sword. God said in verse 3, and a sword is drawn forth out of his sheath and will cut off from you the righteous and the wicked. The righteous as well as the wicked? Yes. Seeing then that I will cut off from thee the righteous and the wicked, therefore shall my sword go forth out of his sheath against all flesh from the south and the north, that all flesh may know that I, the Lord, have drawn forth my sword out of his sheath. It shall not return anymore. That's a sword of judgment. But my people doth not know judgment. The stork knows her appointed time, the crane to swallow. The knows the time of her coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord Jesus. He said, the war of the Lord came again to Ezekiel. God is strengthened. Son of man prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord, a sword, a sword is sharpened and also furbished. It is sharpened to make a sore slaughter. It is furbished that it may glitter. It is a glittering sword, burnished brass for judgment upon all the world. Somebody said, well, that'll happen sometime in the future. It's happening now, and the judgment of God hath appeared. He judges everything we do. Should we then make mirth? Should we make be uh, uh, happy and joyful and make mirth? Eat, drink, and be merry? It contemns or contempt the rod of my son as every tree, every person on the face of this earth. As he hath given it to be furbished, that it may be handled. Who's handling it? The sword is sharpened, it is furbished to give it to the hand of the slayer. So we see out of the north, a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land, 
Let's say the Lord will be many. And then it will, in this rod of God's anger, is the Assyrian, the northern army. Isaiah 10, 5. O Assyrian, the rod in their hand, the rod of mine anger, the rod of God, the rod of mine anger, the staff in their hand is my indignation. Hide my people a little while, enter into thy chambers. You have to make your chambers through the word of God in the priest chambers. That's you. By faith, had my people a little while enter into your chambers until the indignation be overpassed and my anger ends in their destruction, the Assyrian, the northern army's destruction, not ours. Many be purified and made white, the body of Christ going through the fire, washing a rose, making themselves white in the blood of the lamb. What? Coming to the end of our flesh. What is this work? It's a work of judgment. What is it? Well, we find that in Deuteronomy 32. Is this not sealed up among my treasures, saith God? For the Lord will judge his people. His people. Yes, God's people. And repent himself of the evil. The evil there is wrath, tribulation, trouble. Because tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. But we think when we're going through trouble, oh no, somehow or another, I've made God mad. Or he's angry. No. It's a chastening rod of God that he loves whomsoever he loves, he chastens. That we will not be condemned with the world. And if you be without chastisement, of which all are protectors under you, bastards and not sons. That is the work of God the work of the ministry, the work of Jesus. All his ways are judgment. His ways are perfect. The Lord will judge his people, repent himself of the evil, the tribulation, when he sees their power's gone, not Holy Ghost power, their power. He's bringing us to the end of our own will so that we will do the will of God. Not Holy Ghost, not Holy Ghost power, but our own power. We've ceased from our own labors to enter into the rest of God. And there's none shut up or left. We are then come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ Jesus. That sword is given to the hand of the slayer. How great a work is this? Well, it's so great a work that it will not even come into mind about the great deliverance of Israel from Egypt. That won't even come into mind. The former reign in the book of Acts won't even come into mind. It will pale in comparison to the work of the ministry and the last great reign of his strength in these last days. Ask you of the Lord reign in the time of the latter rain. Though so the Lord will make bright clouds send forth showers to every one grass in the field. But this, Amos 7, it's a latter growth after the king's mowings. He's going to prune the vine. We're going to be pruned to bring forth more fruit. Not for our destruction, but that we come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Jesus Christ. But we can't stay in Pentecost. We cannot stay in the Pentecostal season. We're going to a higher season, a higher glory. In the new wine, we must be make ourselves new wineskins for us to be preserved. What does he say to Ezekiel? Cry and howl, son of man, for it shall be upon my people. Not the world, my people. It shall be upon all the princes of Israel. Perez, by reason of the sword, shall be upon my people. Now that's the house of God as well as national Israel. The church as well. Now we're told that's only national Israel. No, it's not. Because in the book of the Revelation, where we're told we're pre-tribulation raptured out of here in Revelation 4.1 is a lie. Not a rapture there. Revelation 4.1 is supposed to be a rapture. No, it's not. Take a look at it and read for yourself. Seek the Lord. He'll show. Those that seek for him with a pure heart will find and find the truth in God. He said it. Has to be given you. Seek no find. Not going to be open to you. He said it. 
and God cannot lie. There's a door open in heaven, and John saying, and a voice of a trumpet talking with him. That's a true voice of God in the last days. It's not a cornet, flute, harp, sackbolt, psalter, or dulcimer. That's the instruments of the world. But this is the voice of God, the trumpet voice, the clarion piercing voice of God, and a voice of a trumpet talking with him, saying, come up hither. And I, is that a rapture? No. And I will show you things. It's revelation. I'll show you things what? Which will come to pass hereafter. What things? The things of faith. It's given to us to know all things, things of faith, being led and guided into all truth. And there it is. John's giving it to us. Revelation 4.1 is not a rapture. And the saints there that we see in Revelation 4 and 5, the four and 20 seats in heaven, the four and 20 elders, and the four beasts, the four living creatures, the cherubim, the cherubim are the living creatures, the zoe of the church of the living God, the body of Christ in a higher glory. They keep the commandments of God because they love Jesus and they have the testimony of Jesus, which is the faith of Jesus. The faith that was once delivered to the saints, led and guided into all truth, overcoming in all things, growing up into him unto the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, which we're all called for, for whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Those that he predestinated, them he also called. Them that he called, he justified. Don't stop there. Those that he justified, them he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That's why you have the revelation of Jesus Christ and the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, the body of Christ being come unto perfection, a perfect, spotless, blameless bride of Christ presented to Jesus, a glorious church. Don't let anybody tell you. It is a, what is this sword? If this is bore witness with your spirit, please give us a call. Give us a shout out. We'd love to meet you. Why? Because God is bringing his body into one. Gathering together into one, knowing them that labor amongst you. We'd love to meet you. Work with you in the ministry. What is this? What is this sword? It tells us it's going to be upon God's people. And he tells Ezekiel, smite thereupon upon your thigh. Why the thigh? Because on written upon Jesus' thigh is a name written that only he knows. King of kings and Lord of lords. This is the word. This what? Vesture dipped in blood. His name is called the word of God. Those are the fathers that have come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ that have known him that's from the beginning, the word of God. They know the word and they are established in it. What is it? It is a trial, the trial of our faith. And what if the sword contemn even the rod? The rod and the staff of God, and it contemneth that, what the sword? It shall be no more, saith the Lord God. There it is. It is the right hand of him that sat upon the throne, the book there, the little book. The Biblia Ridian, the little book, seal with seven seals, and we must obtain that word, eating it, sweet to our mouth as honey, eat all of it, not a portion of it, be led and guided into all truth, not partial truth, for it's given to us to know now all the truth. We see that in 2 Corinthians 3, and I'll leave you with that. For God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we, have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. That's the revelation. Jesus is that spirit. He is the spirit of God. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Elohim, the El Shaddai. He is the word. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's the law of liberty, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus given to us. Then he said, but we all, with open face, the body of Christ, beholding as in a glass, 
not seen through a glass darkly now, as in Pentecost, but seen through a glass, seen through that glass, being changed into the same image of Jesus Christ. Beholdings in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, not a lesser image. Beholding is in a glass, the glory of the Lord, we, the body of Christ, are changed into the very same image of Jesus Christ. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. There you have it. The sword's going to get us there. Will any man do it? No. Will any leader, bishop, apostle, prophet? No. It'll be the Lord himself. Christ in and through the body of Christ working together in every individual member, in particular, in the, the body of Christ. Fitly framing it together, the Lord, as only he can do it, and compacted together by reason of every measure of every part. The joints, the joint having bone to bone, we must come together. We must hear from you. And don't think that we don't want to hear from you. We do. We want to meet you. Whichever joint supplies to that, find itself in love. That's how the body grows up in him in all things. For faith works by love. And will end in charity, which is the bond of perfectness. The guarantee of perfectness. That's the reason charity will cover a multitude of sins. Well, be sure and contact us. The information you have seen is on the screen. We'd love to meet you. Till the next time. This is Brother Dennis Spears saying, Behold, the real Jesus.